You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you can join us. Welcome. Today's guest is Beth Lachance, Chief Executive Officer with Riva Global Medical. We're going to talk strategy about one of the most vexing challenges that optometry practices and indeed all medical practices face, staffing. One solution that is gaining attention, certainly in medical practices and may well serve optometry practices well too, is adding medical virtual assistants. Thank you for joining us, Beth. It's so uh, gl- I'm so glad to have you here. Let's start with the, the challenge of staffing. Do you see that as a pain point across the board? Oh, absolutely, without question. And that's really why we have just, our business has just expanded so, so quickly over the last few years has been not only, you know, not only COVID, but really staffing due to COVID and also due to other, you know, other staffing challenges that, are, that seem to be happening across the medical field. So, Yes, it's it's definitely the number one challenge of what why we have uh, new clients coming to us consistently. What are these clients looking for, and and what can you do with them? If you can talk us through how the medical virtual assistants play play a role. Sure. Yeah. So interestingly enough, usually practices come to us with two or three pain points within their practice. Number one, front desk you know, the assistance and the and needing additional staffing for handling phone calls, inbound, outbound, new patient appointments, scheduling, um, canceling appointments, you name it, anything front desk, like that virtual receptionist, if you will. Um, another pain point that uh, a lot of practices come to uh, with us about insurance verifications and prior authorizations, extraordinarily time-consuming something that's become such a major pain point and heavy lifting within the medical practices that typically is left either on the shoulders of the medical assistant that's also seeing live patients and trying to do some of the insurance verifications or prior authorizations in between and or mid-level practitioners are taking it on themselves because they there's no one else in the practice to do it. So, um, so yeah. Then on the back end, um, billing, you know, chasing insurance claims, going after denials, um, and then, you know, doing resubmittals and or uh, collections, you know, calling out and just, you know, trying to reach out to patients to get collect, you know, collections handled. Those are really the main three areas or pain points that, that we find people coming to us and reaching out to our services. So I'm imagining that eye care providers and maybe many providers have sort of this stumbling block about a virtual assistant doing some of those front desk kind of things, right? We want that warm, fuzzy touch when yep. people come in. How how does that jive? The shift in medicine has really been towards that white glove service. We all want our patients to feel as though they are not just a number, they're not just another patient coming, walking in the door, but that we want the patients to really feel, and the patients are expecting it now as well, to feel like they're almost part of your, your practice and your family, right? So- Part of that, of course, is that first touch, that first phone call, that first person that, that they talk to when they call the practice. And so what we have found is that our our medical virtual assistants are, are really, truly equipped and amazing at handling patient calls, whether they're regular patient calls coming into reschedule, irate patients and handling irate patients for whatever reason they're calling and they're they're upset about something. Um, and then of course, just the day-to-day, right? The, the typical calls that come in um, that need to be triaged throughout the practice. 
So we don't really find it to be a challenge. We have really found the right people. We've recruited the right people to be able to handle those types of calls. And the patient doesn't feel the difference. They don't realize that they're calling someone that isn't in the physical office. And so that has really been the key to the success for, you know, patients still really feeling like they're calling the practice, they're speaking to someone within the practice, and they don't really realize that they're, that they're not, they're talking to someone remote. So how does that communication flow between whatever that virtual assistant has just heard from, let's say, that irate patient sure. to being able to, to get to a resolution? How does that process go? Sure. In many cases, that uh, all of that is defined by the practice. They tell us how they want those how they want those handled. Some medical practices they want it immediately going to the practice manager. Some medical practices want us to kind to kind of go dive through and go through a handful of resolution tactics to try to utilize before handing it off to someone else within the practice. Sometimes it's a matter of okay, you know. There's a script that's used. If it's an irate patient, there's a script that's automatically goes that that goes to, and they're going to be getting a phone call back from someone within the practice, whoever you know the practice decides that should be, and all the information is um, immediately sent over to that person within the practice that's going to handle the irate patient. So all of that is really dictated by the practice. One of the beautiful parts about working with Reva Global Medical is that we do things the way you want them done. You're not following our script. You're not following what we want to do or our processes. They're your processes. So you still get full control over how things are handled with patients and also even just how patients feel when they're calling in. Um, So all of that is dictated and managed entirely where we manage it, but it's dictated by the practice and how they want things handled. That's really interesting. So to the patient, it feels like you said that they're calling the, the, the practice. How can you um, provide that kind of level of customization? Because I'm, I'm, is, is it one virtual assistant per practice or, or is this somebody who's, who's managing, you know, 45 practice locations? Yeah, great question. So our medical virtual assistants are designated to your practice and your practice only. So if you need three front desk medical um, uh, virtual assistants, then those three are only designated to your practice. So the reason why there's that uh, level of customization and also feeling of though they're part of the practice is because they really are. They really truly are an extension of the practice. So they're not working with three different practices, handling phones, like a, like a, like a big call center. And there's lots and lots of different medical practices that, that are being handled by virtual assistants. It is each virtual assistant is designated to the practice that they're supposed to be working with and only that practice. So it really becomes an extension of the staff. Correct. Absolutely. And and the expectation is that we and the virtual assistants actually become part of the staff. So the idea is that if there's, you know, a Monday morning staff meeting, we're in that Monday morning staff meeting, we should know what's happening. The culture, the overall culture of the practice should be extending out to the virtual assistants as well. We have, we end up having great working relationships from the virtual assistants to the, the additional, you know, the additional staff members that they might be working virtually mm-hmm. side by side, right? So the idea is the only way to really, really make this work and extraordinary work extraordinarily well and cohesively is that we're still working as a team. Even though you're signing up with our services and we're a service provider, the virtual assistants really become an extension of your practice and are really part of your team. So in terms of scheduling, this is not necessarily bottom line budget saver because you're, is this practice essentially hiring an extra person? 
No, you're actually you're hiring our service. And so it's we're as a professional service provider. So you're not hiring a W-2 or even a 1099. You're hiring a professional service. So they're actually our employee. They work directly for us. And so we're handling all of their benefits. We're handling all of their pay. We're handling all of that. So um, it's, it's very different than hiring somebody for the practice. So you're not coming to us as, oh, we're a recruiting firm. No, we're not a recruiting firm that's just going to hand a virtual assistant over to you. We are a full service provider that is not only going to recruit, train, and have the right people readily available that are going to be placed with your practice, but then we're going to continue on and we're going to manage those people. We're going to manage the VAs. We're going to handle any HR issues. We're going to continue to take care of them in a way that they feel like they're part of our Reva Global team, but then also they're assigned to, to the practice. So it's it's not... It, it is not like, okay, we're handing someone off to you. However, and we're getting the work done and we're, you know, we're setting up KPIs with the practice to make sure that we're hitting key point indicators that we want to make sure that the VAs are, um, are hitting. And then we're managing that from our end. But in the end, it really is a very big saver of budget. It is a massive saver. It is, it costs, a, you know, just a fraction of what it costs to hire somebody to, to be part of your staff internally. That's interesting. How does that work? <laughs> I mean, there's there's lots of complex, you know, complex pieces to this. But what we do really, really well is we are able to recruit the right people. We train them. We put them through our training, our training um, uh, classes. And then we, we make sure that we can, we have a full assessment of kind of where, what the VAs, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. And we make sure we place them in the right role. So obviously, if you want, need somebody who needs a, you know, is the, the role is that, let's say it's a, a very, very busy practice and the phone is just ringing nonstop. You need high level functioning, very quick turnaround from one phone call to the next and be able to multitask we would make sure that we're placing that type of person in that seat, right? We're not going to put somebody that, well, who really handles insurance verifications, we're not going to put them at the front desk where they're going to have to be handling, you know, putting three or four patients on hold at one time while they're handling the phone calls coming in, so on and so forth. So, or that quick turnover, we would make sure that we're putting the right person in the right seat, right? So that's part of the success. When it comes down to also then the day-to-day, part of our services is we have a client service manager, that client service manager is responsible for overseeing the day-to-day of the VA, making sure that they're hitting productivity levels that we expect, making sure that they're showing up every day on time, making sure they're coming back from their lunch break on time, all of those things. And then also having a great working relationship with them and creating that culture of trust. So they've got a great manager. Um, so that's part of our services. And our manager is responsible for touching base with the client at least multiple times a month just to make sure how are the VAs doing or how is the VA doing? Mm -hmm. Um, Are there any misses or any issues that you think that we need to handle? Is there a change in the workflow that you would like to put into pro, you know, and we can, we can cascade that information and then make sure that the VAs are, are doing that workflow. So that's how it's all, it's all very possible. There's, there's so much that happens behind the scenes in terms of finding the right people, putting them in the right position and then managing them and managing them effectively. Um, and then beyond that, of course, then there's the budget piece, right? So how do you do all of that? Well, we're, we're able to do all of that at a fraction of the cost because we are we are offshore. We are a Philippine-based company, which means we can offer great solutions for staffing um, with medical virtual assistants that have a bachelor's degree, a bachelor's degree, whether it's a nursing, a bachelor's degree in some sort of medical background or and or a bachelor's degree, and they've worked directly for an insurance company 
for here in the United States. Mm -hmm. So we've got the right people to then be able to sit within the seats within the departments that they're uh, that they would be assigned to. Um, But because they're in the Philippines, the cost of living is much less than it is here in the United States. So therefore, we're able to offer a, you know, a great staffing solution at a really great price to our, you know, U.S.-based companies. So is there flexibility? I mean, can you say, I just need someone to cover, um, you know, Wednesday mornings when we have our staff meeting and Thursdays and Fridays because those are our lower staff days? I mean, can, is, is that kind of baked into this, this system? Not here at Reva Global Medical, we do not. And there's there's a couple of different reasons for that. Number one, first and foremost, we hire professionals. Professionals want a full-time job. They want to be able to come to work 40 hours a week and get paid and get the benefits that come along with that, right? Um, if we're piecing it together with part-time, the re- retention rates go way, they, they just they go very low. It's hard mm-hmm. to retain really good talent if you're not guaranteeing them full work, full-time work. So right. we're bringing in professionals. These are not virtual assistants that are just kind of working four hours here and four hours there, and they may not be dependable and you're not sure if they're going to show up. These are full-time professionals that are coming to work every day, showing up for their nine-hour shift with their one-hour lunch and offer and do potential overtime if needed, if let's say things get behind um, with insurance verifications or prior authorizations or what have you. So we're talking about virtual professionals um, at a full-time position. And how, what's the, what's the upside for staff in the office? Yeah, there's a big upside. And it's interesting because the conversations sometimes, um, you know, staff within the practices, as soon as they hear, oh, you know, our management team is bringing in, you know, they're outsourcing some of our work now. We are not an outsourced company. We are an insource. We are being brought into the practice to be an extension of the existing team or be an extension of the practice. So in most cases, you know, the staff, as soon as they start to see what our virtual assistants can do and what tasks are being taken off their plate, um, usually it goes extraordinarily well. People on the end, you know, on the team, uh, their morale goes up. Uh, they're excited about handing off some of those, you know, some of the work that can get off of their plate so they can handle patients directly right in front of them and, sp- and spend the time uh, needed on patient care instead of some of the administrative tasks. So what does that mean for that internal team? In most cases, morale goes up. In most cases, they feel very well supported and feel like, wow, the management team or ownership here is really listening to us. You know, we've had to see 50 patients a day instead of 40 patients a day. And all that extra administrative work has been on my plate. And so now with the virtual assistants, they're able to help us with some of the administrative tasks to get that off of our plate so that we can make sure that we're handling patient care at the level that is necessary for that white glove service that patients are expecting these days. That's interesting. Yeah. So the practice can retain its its yes. white glove personal service as soon as the patient walks in. That the Yes. And also retain really great talent that they already have that's there. I mean, we all know we're having staffing challenges, but beyond that, we don't want to lose the people, the good people that we have, right? So it's competitive. Now, you know, they know, if, you know, if you have staff members that are overloaded, that are stressed, that are staying past their shift, or maybe they're not staying past their shift, but you know that they are not happy and that's coming across in the day to day. 
they they're at, you're at potential risk for losing them. Mm-hmm. You may not retain them. They're going to walk out the door because a competitor down the street is offering a $5,000 sign-on bonus and they're out of here, right? They're going to walk out the door. So part of this also is just making sure that you can retain your existing great talent. Mm-hmm. Sit with each people, you know, each of the people within your practice. Spend the time getting to know what are exactly all the tasks that they're doing. Are they doing the level tasks that are really at their level? You might have some really high level people that are doing tasks that frankly are below their pay grade and mm-hmm. also are weighing them down and they could be doing and be utilized in a different way or it'd be enhanced and used in another way in the practice that could really help the practice. So spend the time as you know the management team, spend the time figuring some of those things out, asking somebody, well, what are the things that you love about your job? What are the things you're, you're doing in a job that you don't like? That might be poking the bear a little bit, but if you show that you really care about the morale of your team, and then you can make the possibly make some changes by taking some of the, the simpler tasks or the menial tasks that's really weighing them down from patient care, um, those administrative things can be handed off to a very qualified medical virtual assistant and the morale of your team will go up. Do you see this increasing? I mean, obviously your, your um, you know, COVID was, was one thing, but yes. do you think that, that the idea of a medical virtual assistance is gaining traction? Oh, it's absolutely gaining traction. And it, it, you know, a lot of that was because of COVID, but virtual assistants overall have been utilized, widely utilized for years and years in other industries without question. And, it, and, you know, and, and it's, it's expanded and expanded like crazy. It did not do the same in the medical field and never really took off in the medical field because people didn't really think that number one, could you really offer and have remote staff handling patient information? And once COVID hit, it was an eye opener. Not only did, did practices have to move in that direction, they were forced to move in that direction. They very quickly learned that, wow, not only is this possible, but this really works and can be really and work very well efficiently and be able to get some of the work done without having to be in the physical space of the of the practice, of course, depending on the role. Right. Mm-hmm. So but so that's really has has what has kind of changed the conversation pre-COVID the conversations with medical practitioners was very different for me post, you know, during COVID and now kind of post the pandemic, um, the conversation is really on strategy. How, you know, what are the pain points in the practice? How can we get medical virtual assistance in those, in those roles? And how do we effectively get the delegation of tasks to them? Um, so that's really a very different conversation. It's more of a strategy session and not a sales call. It is a strategy session on how to make this work and make it work well within your medical practice. Medical practices that have joined with us thought, okay, our pain point is front desk, let's just say. Our pain point is front desk. We really need an additional person. And so we put a virtual assistant in that role. They see how well it works and they're like, oh my gosh, let's add on. We need more. We need more in this department. We need more in the back office department. And so we've seen most of our growth with our existing client base. They start with one or two or three VAs and then very quickly start expanding into other departments within their medical practice. And so we know that that, that's then we're doing the right thing. We're managing it correctly. We've got the right VAs in place, but then also our medical practices are seeing just how well this works. And I know most more of your experiences with those larger practices, but does it work for a small practice too? Oh, yes, without question. We very, very well. And as a matter of fact, our smaller practices almost feel like they're, there's, 
even more touch with that VA, right? There's, they possibly are working directly with the physician. In a lot of cases, some of our smaller practices where it's a one physician practice and there's one medical assistant with that physician, the one you know additional medical virtual assistant that joins their practice are really working side by side and very closely with the physician or the mid-level practitioner. Right. And so you, you really, really see the benefits of that. And then there's like a, a true bond and love within the team. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So our, our, you know, practitioners get very attached to our medical virtual assistants and vice versa. Well, that's so interesting. And I'm sure that the uh, conversation about uh, virtual assistants, medical virtual assistants in optometry is going to keep uh, growing as people start trying to figure out how to address the, uh, the, the, the pain points that they're experiencing, which as you mentioned, are, parallel to to what uh, pretty much every medical practice is facing. Right. Yep, exactly. How how does the the pricing work? Yeah, great great question. Thank you for asking that. So, um, our pricing is really super straightforward. Uh, we're easy easily managed for budgets, you know, exactly what the budget is for the entire year. Um, we're, we are $480 per week per full-time VA. It is a flat rate. It does not change. There is not a service fee. There is not additional sign-up fees, nothing. It is a flat $480 per week per full-time VA. So what does that look like? We do our billing on the 15th of the month and again on the last day of the month. And so therefore, you know, budget-wise exactly what that's going to look like. Um, at the one-year anniversary, the two-year anniversary, any of the work anniversaries for the VAs, there are there's a minor, a, a very small increase that's passed along to you, but every penny of that goes to the VAs. So we don't collect any additional part of the service fee that entirely goes to the to the VAs. And that's obviously to keep them motivated, keep them excited about. And if they're hitting their one-year, two-year, three-year anniversary with the practice, that means the practice is loving them and loving the work that they're doing. So a very small uh, monetary increment, increment increase is, um, is, is, is something that's exciting to the VA and also keeps them motivated. Right. right. Should employees and practices be scared? Not at all. Actually, quite the opposite. So of all the practices that, and hospital systems that have come to utilize our services, none, for the exception of one, has come to us with the thought process of eliminating positions within their practice. It is all to enhance or add to their practice and to their team. So there, there should be no, I mean, if anything, this should be an exciting, uh, an exciting possibility for someone who is already in the existing practice because this could potentially be a relief to their role. It could be getting some of the, the tasks off their plate that could, that's really bogging them down and holding them down and they could be doing other things um, with their time within the practice. So no, it is, if anything, it should be an exciting moment if staff members hear that they're, you know, bringing on a service like Reva Global Medical, because that means that, that you know, your, your management or ownership team is not looking to replace people. They're looking to enhance the practice, whether it's to grow or it's to help the existing staff members with what they're already doing. Great. 
So people who are interested in your service can learn more at www.rivaglobalmedical.com. And that's Riva as an R-E, V as in Victor, A, globalmedical.com. And if you go to the website, there's a lot of information there. There's client testimonials, there's VA testimonials. You can hear what some of our VAs actually sound like. And then also there's just a whole host of information about our team there. And then you can also just click on setting up an appointment to meet with myself or some within my team to strategize about how medical virtual assistance would work well in your practice. Beth Lachance, Chief Executive Officer with Riva Global Medical. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again on WL Voices. If you'd like to be a guest on the series, please send us an email at wovoicesonline at gmail.com through our website at womeninoptometry.com, through Facebook at WL Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.